0: Epilogue, Chapter Two of Garcia Moreno by Guston Berth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. The Dictator Ventimilla, 1877 to 1883. Under the specious name of regeneration, Ventimilla brought to his country ruin and death. A decree of February 1st, 1877, on the secularization of education, inaugurated the era of persecution. The bishops and clergy protested they were threatened with exile. Then the Archbishop of Quito, Monsignor Chica, declared that he would oppose with all his strength the propagation of error in his diocese. A fortnight later, this holy and venerable prelate was poisoned on Good Friday, strychnine having been put into the wine used for the holy sacrifice. Then the government ordered a funeral service to be celebrated in memory of the soldiers who had fallen in the revolt of Ventimilla, victims of their devotion to liberty and their hatred of tyrants. Needless to say that the bishops refused to allow their ministry to be thus profaned. Ventimilla vowed to be revenged, and chose for his next victim, Dr. Encenio Andrade, Victor Capitular of Quito. A body of young men, without arms, had striven to resist the tyrant and been defeated. Ventimilla ordered the church bells to be rung to celebrate the victory. Andrade refused. Ventimilla inflicted a fine on all the clergy of the capital. Andrade forbade them to pay it, and then feeling sure of arrest, left in the hands of the chapter a decree of interdict on all the churches, which was to be carried out twenty-four hours after his seizure. This was done. The churches were all closed, and the people in sorrow and consternation met in the public squares, exasperated against the government, and organized public processions of penance to disarm the wrath of God. Two days later, the great volcano of Cotopaxi burst into eruption bridges were destroyed clouds of ashes darkened the air whole villages disappeared and for three days the thickest darkness covered the whole country so that the frightened people thought the hour of the last judgment was at hand but neither the terrors of god nor of man arrested the action of the government a decree of the twenty-eighth of june suspended the concordat and re-established the law of patronage the bishops protested as one man the bishop of riobamba pronounced a sentence of excommunication against all whether priest or layman who should obey the new decree andrade withdrew the interdict from compassion for the faithful and concealed in the woods of Pichincha lived as an anchorite while administering as well as he could to the needs of the church at quito ventimilla then tried to starve the clergy into submission by declaring that every bishop and priest unless they obeyed his orders should be deprived of their ecclesiastical revenues the venerable Archbishop of Cuenca tried to reason with him upon these attempts at sacrilege, and exclaimed, "'You incur one anathema, an excommunication after the other. Have you forgotten, General Tamilla, that you have a soul? Do you think God will not demand of you an account of your actions? Have you made a pact with death? Or do you fancy there is no hell? As bishop and as citizen, I protest against this and all your other attempts against the Church of God.' ventimella remained deaf to all remonstrances but the people trembled with indignation even the liberals remembered with sorrow the prophetic words of garcia moreno i do not want you but you will want me when i shall be no longer at hand to protect you you will become the prey of the revolutionists the patriots of quito grouped themselves round general Yepes and fought in the streets of the capital till their last cartridge was exhausted This exasperated the Radical Party, who accused the bishops of having favoured the Rising. The Bishop of Loja was obliged to escape across the frontier. The Bishop of Guayaquil was poisoned. The Bishop of Riobamba was only saved from his assassins by hiding in the mountains. All the notabilities of the Conservative Party, magistrates, generals, or officials were either imprisoned or sent into exile. Ventimilla hoped thus to induce the people to submit, but he was mistaken. The public indignation rose to such a height, and the odes of, Down with Ventimilla, became so menacing that the dictator found himself compelled either to fly or to change his policy. He made up his mind at last to get rid of Urbina and Montalvo, and to be reconciled with the bishops and the Church. He did so by placing himself under the protection of the Convention, which met again in 1878. When Pedro Carbo proposed to suppress the clause which declared, The Catholic religion to be that of the State, julio castro the vice-president opposed the motion on the ground of inexpediency and asserted that the government was bound to support the actual state of things which was unity of belief then twenty-eight deputies proposed the abrogation of the decree suspending the concordat but the violence of urbina stopped for a time this act of justice the question of the liberty of the press next came under discussion and restrictive laws were imposed to the rage of the radicals but ventimilla had suddenly become a conservative and decreed that all the priests should be recalled from exile, and that Dr. Andrada and others, who had been pursued from political motives, should enjoy henceforth perfect liberty. Vincentilla, in fact, only wished to have an opportunity to indulge his passions and live at his ease. During the four succeeding years the revenue of the state were entirely absorbed in pandering to the vice and luxuries of the president, and to paying off Urbina and his insatiable friends for the damages they pretended to have suffered under the reign of the tyrant Garcia Marino the dilapidation of the public finances was such that no finance minister had the courage to give in his accounts all public works were stopped even the new roads were allowed to fall into decay the university and colleges closed the professors dismissed the students scattered such at the commencement of eighteen eighty two was the sad spectacle offered by ecuador the conservatives rejoiced to see the end approaching of this fatal presidency but ventimilla only listened to his ambition went to guayaquil and got himself elected by his friends as a permanent dictator and then hoping to throw dust in the eyes of the conservatives he solemnly received the apostolic nuncio to whom he declared that his only anxiety was to preserve and even draw closer the links which bound the nation to the holy see as a proof of his sincerity he restored the concordat and appointed his old enemy riobamba as archbishop of quito but he had reckoned too long on the patience of the people they had tolerated the constitutional president; They could not stand a permanent dictator. The whole nation flew to arms. In the name of García Moreno, of Ascasubi and of Flores, they appealed to the army to become once more the real defenders of their country. On the 10th of January, the Patriots surrounded and entered Quito, and after a sanguinary battle, took possession of the capital. Six months later, Ventemella was driven out of Guayaquil, his last refuge, as twenty-five years before Garcia Marina had driven out Franco, the last of Rubina's lieutenants, and the reign of tyranny was at an end. end of epilogue Chapter Two.